The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you because you keep making a way through the waters for us. You keep walking us through the fire. You keep causing dead bones to rise up again. Opening up graves. Doing the impossible. And we have no doubt that you will do the same in our lives and in our midst in this service today. And in this season of our lives. We invite you to move again in our midst today. Touch us one and all. Let nobody go back the same way they came. Give that person that is longing for one a massive testimony today. We pray in the name of Jesus. And do it exceedingly abundantly. Far above all we could ever ask, imagine or think. Let your word come with power. Stir, up, stir us up in our hearts again. Rekindle the fire within us. And help us to be all that you have called us to be. We thank you again for acceleration. We thank you for intervention. We thank you for your power, for your favor, for your love being shed abroad massively in our midst and in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that we will never remain the same again. And the people of God shouted a loud Amen. And somebody that believes their life will not remain the same after an encounter with God today shouted a louder Amen. Come on, if you believe God is going to move in your life again, give him one more shout of praise. Hallelujah. High five your neighbor. Welcome them to church one more time and you can be seated in God's presence. Thank you, H.O.P. Glory be to God. I don't think we can do a teaching or a series along the line of divine intervention or intervention without touching on 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And if you know your Bible well, you know the story in that place. So we're going to start from there this morning. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Let's go there. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage everyone and join everyone to believe God for an encounter this morning. Somebody shout encounter. I can't hear you. Shout encounter. Hallelujah. You can add that to one of the prophetic words or things you can believe God for. What do I mean by encounter? It's really along the line of what we've been talking about. I'm talking about God stepping in suddenly in your life. Hallelujah. God touching you suddenly in your life. Praise God. The power of God breaking out suddenly in your life. Amen. And everything that was wrong, he makes right. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And I believe so strongly it will happen for somebody today in the name of Jesus. It will happen for a family today in the name of Jesus. It will happen in somebody's career today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody declare this morning, I shall have an encounter with God. 
Come on, confess it with confidence. Say, this morning, I will experience God. I will experience his power. I will experience his grace. I will experience his touch. Open your mouth and say it. I will experience his touch upon my life that will not leave me the same. Hallelujah. Shout a loud amen if you believe that. Second Chronicles 20, um, the story of King Jehoshaphat and the nations that came to besiege them and to attack them. From verse 1, it happened after this that the people of Moab, the people of Ammon, and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. So several nations ganged up against them, and they came and besieged them at Judah. And perhaps someone feels like that this morning. It seems everywhere you turn and every aspect of your life, it's one challenge or another, one crisis or another, one difficulty or another. Or maybe it may be even just one. But it looks so big and so insurmountable. I want to tell you again this morning, I want to encourage you, you are the one that God is speaking to when God says intervention. Hallelujah. Because in that kind of difficult situation, that's where God is famous for intervening. That's what he's famous for. He's known for doing that. When people are in overwhelming, difficult trouble, and it appears you don't know what else to do, it's in those kind of situations that God steps in and they experience God in a new dynamic way that turns everything around for them. So, of course, the king was afraid. The people were afraid. These nations were stronger than them, bigger than them, greater than them. Verse 4, or let's even read verse 3. Jehoshaphat feared. I mean, the situation was that serious. And he set himself to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what you should do when you are faced with difficult challenges, difficult problems, whether it's one or it's several. He set himself to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, told everybody to fast. Verse 4 says, Judah gathered together, and I love this, to ask help from the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, ask help from the Lord. Praise God. They knew they had a solution in God. They knew they had answers in God. They knew they had help in God. So they came together, they sought the Lord, they proclaimed a fast, and they asked God for help. Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah, they came 
to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. And as they sought the Lord, God intervened. Glory be to God. God stepped in. And the Bible told us that God, the hand of God came upon one of the priests or one of the prophets among them and he began to prophesy. Verse 15. I mean, this is a very familiar story. I want to just bring out some powerful nuggets for us here and we are going to get into what God wants to do in this place. Somebody shout encounter. I see many people experiencing encounters from God this morning. I see the hand of God coming upon many people's lives this morning. I see God stepping in and intervening and turning things around for so many people this morning. Oh, if you believe it, you will shout a louder amen. amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says the hand of the Lord came upon Jehazel and he began to prophesy. And he said to them, listen. Verse 15. All you of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid, hallelujah, or be dismayed because of this multitude. Praise God forevermore. I want to echo that sentiment to somebody this morning. I don't know how difficult whatever it is that is facing you or whatever um, the challenge is, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Hallelujah. Your God is bigger. Your God is greater. Your God is stronger. Your God is wiser. Your God is more powerful. Your God will help you. Hallelujah. And your God will intervene. Glory be to God. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Hallelujah. And then he said this to them, the battle is the Lord's. The battle is not yours, but it is God's. Hallelujah. This is what intervention is. It means God stepping in to fight your battles for you. God stepping in to win the victory for you. God stepping in to turn the situation around in your favor. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout this morning, the battle is not mine. Oh, that's not a shout. Shout louder. The battle is not mine. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. I want to repeat this to everyone again. God has not forgotten you. God has not forsaken you. God has not abandoned you. Ah, pastor, I've been in this mess for nine months. I've been in this mess for nine years. It has been generational. It doesn't matter. If you've been following what we've been teaching, God is never late. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. I said, God is never late. God is never late. When he showed up to deliver the children of Israel out of the tyranny of Pharaoh and in the land of bondage in Egypt, 400 years after he promised Abraham, he was not late. Now, try and convince the children of Israel that had been in bondage for generations. I'm sure that would be a very tough discussion. 
But when the Bible tells us God is not late, it's not the time that God is measuring. Please understand that concept. A promise that was fulfilled 400 years after, there is no rational mind that will not define that as late. And if you read the story very well, it was 430 years. So even if you want to argue that God wasn't late, you can argue, if you are very argumentative with God, that God, you promised 400 years, but it was actually 430 years. That, so at least you are 30 years late. Let's accept that. But God is never late. What does it mean when he says God is never late? When God, does, when he eventually shows up, the magnitude of what he will do for you. This is what it really means when you say God is never late. It will far outweigh whatever it is you have suffered. And it will be so beautiful, it will be so wonderful that you will forget how bad your sorrow was. Oh, hallelujah. You will forget. It will be so good, it will be so wonderful, he will make you, as, as whatever the problem was, whatever the challenge was, he will turn it around so well, you will forget all the pain and the sorrow you went through. That's what Joseph said when he eventually made it into Pharaoh's. In fact, he named one of his children after that. Say, God has made me to forget all the toil I went through in my father's house. Hallelujah. So the important thing, please somebody catch this this morning. We're sharing on Wednesday about Hannah and Elkanah. And how the fact that Elkanah was able to help Anna shift her perspective. That, that, that was where the miracle started. Sometimes it just takes a shift in your perspective. A shift in your revelation. And it changes everything. Stop focusing on the time. God does not live in time. So whether it is four days that he shows up after Lazarus has died... Or whether it is 40 years he showed up after Moses had been in the wilderness. Or whether it is 400 years he shows up after the children of Israel have been bondage. That's not what God is looking at. God is not looking at the time. God lives out of time. You and I have to look at time. I understand that. But you've got to shift your focus from the time. Let me tell you, neighbor, change your perspective. Change your perspective. And focus on God and what God is about to do. That's what you need in the time where you are trusting God for intervention. Focus on him. Focus on him. You may have waited for nine weeks, nine months, nine years. And that may look like a lot of time to you. Understand that you are human. But you've got to begin to operate in the realm of the spirit and in the realm of faith and in the realm of supernatural. And that means your attention now has to be on God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, in these people's case, they didn't even have to wait for long. It was when the problem showed up that God came in. The point here is because he never leaves us, he never forsakes us, he never abandons us, we can have that confidence and assurance that in his time, he will step in and he will turn everything around for us. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Because he will fight our battles for us. Glory, glory be to God. Is somebody still here with us this morning? Hallelujah. And with that prophecy, we talked about this last week. God now gave them an instruction. Tomorrow, go to this place about this time. 
Say, this is what you should do tomorrow. Not today, tomorrow. At about this time. Don't go another time. This is what you should do. They are going to be coming at this place. Go there. Verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. This is somebody's word this morning. Listen very carefully. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Yourselves. Stand still. Hallelujah. And you will see or see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Somebody say, God is with me. Hallelujah. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Let me look at a neighbor and tell him why again. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. God is fighting your battle for you. God is on your side. God has not forsaken you. God has not abandoned you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow. Go out against them. For the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory be to God. So Jehoshaphat told them what to do. After they had received the revelation of God. They rose up early in the morning. I, I love what he said in verse, verse 20, the latter part of verse 20. Second Chronicles 20, 20. Hear me, O Judah, the latter part, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. And you will be established, or you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you will prosper. And that's a very, very powerful principle. Particularly when we want to see intervention from God. Believe God. You see, what that guy prophesied to them, it was very absurd. See, not only did God show up, and I, I remember I touched on this, was it last Sunday? It's so important when we are praying, when we are watching and trusting God. First of all, we will experience his presence and his peace, but the instructions that come with it matter. And you know the instruction God gave them here. Put the praisers in front of the army. God told them, you are not going to fight in this battle. But everybody march out, including the army, but I want the praisers to go in front. So number one, he told them, believe God. I know this, these enemies look big, they look mighty, but they are not bigger than God. Hallelujah. They are not stronger than God. There is nothing that they can bring against us that God cannot do much more for us. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. So believe God. It will bring establishment into your life. That's, that's how you don't get shaken. Even though the mountains are crumbling, even though the seas are rising, even though the earth is quaking, you will have establishment. You will be able to stand in the midst of the trouble. 
And you can count on God to always give you words of prophecy, words of um, encouragement and direction in the midst of, 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 of your trial and your challenges. He said, believe his prophets as well. I remember what, what, what we said last week. It's so important that you are also pronouncing those prophecies, speaking those prophecies, declaring those prophecies in your life. Ezekiel said, God told him, can these bones live again? He told God, God, only you know. Then God told him, this is what you should say. And I prophesied. I spoke to the problem. The hopeless problem. As God told me to prophesy. Believe his prophets. When a word of prophecy comes to you, when God tells you this is what to declare, this is what to wage a good warfare with, believe it and you will prosper. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 21. I'm going somewhere. Somebody ready for an encounter this morning? I want you to open up your heart. Hmm. I, I hope you can hear me this morning. Sometimes it takes God just one moment to turn somebody's life around. Hallelujah. It takes God just one moment to open your eyes to see the light that will turn everything around for you. Verse 21. 2 Chronicles 20, 21. When he had, Jehoshaphat had consulted with the people, he did what God told them. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And they were saying, Praise the Lord. This was what they were singing. For his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise... When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. When they began to sing and to praise God, hallelujah, God stepped into action. Glory be to God. As their praises went up, like we always say, the power of God came down. As their praises went up, God began to move into the territory of their enemies. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. They had come against Judah. And God went into the enemy's camp and defeated the enemy for them. And truly, like God had told them, they didn't need to fight in that battle. Glory be to God. They didn't need to lift a finger. The army had a vacation day as it were. And by the time they got to the camp, praise God forevermore, there was so much abundance of spoils for them. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I saw this text in like a picture, like a picture this morning. I saw it. That as people begin to praise God this morning, God moves into situations in our lives. Hallelujah. And God fights battles for us. Glory, glory be to God. And there will be people that will get home today. Testimony will be waiting for them. There will be people that at work this week, a testimony will be waiting for them. There will be those that will walk out of this service and they will walk out as a testimony in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When they began to sing and began to praise, the Lord set ambushes. God intervened. When they began to sing and began to praise, God intervened. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands where you are? Open your mouth right now and just begin to sing and begin to praise. I want you to just focus on God. Encounters are going to be experienced this very hour. Just begin to praise God right where you are. Oh, yakala breke do sataya la pasa. You can begin by saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Just begin to bless him right where you are. Can someone get on the keyboard for us? Let the instrumentalists get ready as well. As they began to sing, as they began to praise, God stepped in. Kena mashaka ya la brosatata. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, yakata yala bredosa. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Whoever you are, wherever you are, just begin to bless God. Begin to bless him. Begin to praise him. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. Oh, you are worthy. Let the praise rise from the depths of your heart. We worship you, Lord. Nothing is impossible with you. There is nothing you cannot do. There is nothing you cannot fix. <laughs> Come on, let praise rise in this house again this morning. Let worship rise this morning. Only you deserves our praise. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. The one that fights our battles for us. The one that intervenes. The one that avenges us with speed. The one that heals us. The one that provides for us. The one that helps us. The one that turns around hopeless situation. The one that causes dead bones to rise again. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Sing in your understanding, sing in the spirit. Pray in your understanding, pray in the spirit. Just worship God right now. Worship Him right now. When they began to praise, God stepped in. This is not a time to hold back your praise. 
This is not a time to hold back your tongue. This is not a time to shut your mouth. This is a time to praise God, to bless Him, to worship Him. Oh, Come on, let this praise fill this place. Let His praise fill this place. Let His praise fill this house. Let worship fill this place. I see God doing the impossible in this place. I see people having encounters with God this morning. I see God stepping in. I see God lifting the burden. I see God breaking the chains of the enemy. I see God turning things around as we praise Him, as we praise Him, as we praise Him. Oh, Yatala, baby, baby, Shotopa. You are worthy, Lord. <laughs> you are worthy, 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 Jesus. Oh, Yate, Yalafa, Satapa, Yanda, Baba, 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 Baba. You are a good, good father. To you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. To who I am. Yes, Lord. To who I am. You're a good, good father. To you are. Oh, yes, Lord. To you are. Oh, yes, Father. To you are. And we are loved by you, God. Who I am. Kid Lift it up and sing it again. You're a good, good Good, good, you're a 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 good,
steps in when we worship. He steps in when we praise. He steps in when we sing. Come on, open your mouth. Those don't stop praising him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you move right now. You move into our life affairs. You heal. You deliver. You fix things. You change things. Even as we sing and as we praise. Even as we worship. Even as we adore you. Come on, worship him, just worship him. Hosanna Hosanna Kina masana mama Hosanna Hosanna Just maintain that spirit of worship and praise. If you can sit down, you can sit down. Let me quickly finish. Just maintain that attitude of praise and worship. You can sit. You can sit. Verse 24, when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness where their enemies had gathered against them, they looked toward the multitude. <laughs> and there were dead bodies falling on the earth. No one had escaped. Hallelujah. When God does the job, he does it thoroughly. Hallelujah. Took out everything that was against them and delivered them and gave them victory over their enemies. When Jehoshaphat and the people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry. And the Bible says they were there three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Hallelujah. You will never be able to figure out who brings so much jewelry to the battlefront. Hallelujah. It just beats the imagination, but that's what happened. And there's a lesson here. Glory be to God. And I prophesied that over somebody this morning. Whatever the challenges are, whatever the problem is, by the time brings you out, God brings you out, you are going to be far better than you were before you went in. You are going to be far richer than you were before you went in. You are going to be on another level before you went in. What the enemy came to use to bring you down, God is going to use to give you a stepping stone.
Hallelujah. It would have been enough if they came to that battleground and all the enemies were just dead and God gave them the victory. But the Bible said, and if you are familiar with scriptures, this is not the only time this happened in the Bible. They found so much spoil, hallelujah, among the dead bodies. And for three days they kept gathering and gathering and gathering. I declare that will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What started as a problem, glory be to God, it has now turned out to be an amazing testimony of prosperity. Glory be to God. They gathered and gathered and gathered. I love how the story ended. Look at verse 28. And again, this is your story. You see, these are things that happen when God intervenes. And when God steps in, verse 28. So they came to Jerusalem with string instruments and harps. They didn't stop praising. I mean, why would you stop? That's what brought you the victory. Hallelujah. Why would you stop? That's what worked for you. They came with string instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord was on all the kingdoms. I mean, when people heard, when they heard the victory God gave them, everybody was afraid of them and everybody was afraid of their God. The fear of God was upon all the kingdoms and of the countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Verse 30. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest all around. Hallelujah. Can I prophesy over you this morning? That person that it seems there's trouble all around you. Remember that's how the chapter started for Jehoshaphat? Trouble all around. But then God intervened. Hallelujah. God intervened. God stepped in. God gave him the victory. And God gave him rest all around for the rest of his days. That would be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But understand that key that when they started to praise God, that's when God moved in and that's when God stepped in. Praise God forevermore. And God turned everything around for them. Can somebody shout a loud amen? amen. Let me begin to close this morning. Go back with me again to Luke chapter 18. We touched on this in the midweek service last Wednesday. Luke chapter 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's story is changing forever. Hallelujah. Luke 18 verse 1 again. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Men ought always to pray. Hallelujah. And not to lose heart. The Bible says when you are in difficulties, when you are in challenges, you should pray. And we shared on this on Wednesday. It told about this woman that kept going back to the judge and kept demanding for justice. Demanding for justice. And Jesus said, after a while, that unjust judge said, look, so that this woman will stop troubling me, I'm going to grant her the justice she wants. And he now said, if a wicked judge do that, how much more God? When those, his people, his chosen, call on him night and day. He said he will step in, he will avenge them speedily. Glory be to God. Now, this is where I'm going this morning. 
Another parable he told them. Please watch this. Verse 9. And then he also spoke this parable to those who trusted in themselves. Please, this is so vital. That they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. You saw the other brother. Verse 12, I fast twice a week. I give tithes. Give your tithe. <laughs> Praise God. You know, sometimes as pastor, you can see that first one, I fast twice a week. I give tithe and all that I possess. Most likely the pastor will emphasize, give tithe and all that you possess. <laughs> Praise God. The testimony they were sharing today, I turned to Pastor Yinda about the, the couple that said they got a job in the UK. I said, well, every time pastors hear jackpot testimonies these days, it's like it's bittersweet. On one hand, you are happy for the people that believe that they are going to their next level. If that's all. On the other hand, ah, another person is leaving church again. <laughs> Praise God. The things that go in a pastor's mind when he's thinking, you don't want to know. Hallelujah. So the guy was boasting. Please, I'm talking about intervention, all these things I'm showing you, and stepping in. You want God to step in, you want God to intervene. I mean, both of them were in church. And this other guy, the Pharisee, he had certain accomplishments under his belt. I do this, I serve in church, I fast, I pray, I do all these things, I give tithes, I give offerings. Verse 13, the tax collector standing afar off. Now, please, remember what Jesus is teaching us here. He's talking about prayer. And really, he's talking about intervention. When you want God to step in, you are believing God to step in. And I love it. He said God will step in and God will step in speedily. I took time to explain how that operates on Wednesday. I don't want to talk about that again this morning. But that promise is there. And he was not talking about even someone that may be praying, but he's not praying right. Like this person. And then someone that is praying right. There are two powerful things I want you to say about this tax collector. Who, who is the model we should follow? Of course, everybody knows we should not follow the Pharisee. And I know there's nobody that does that here this morning. Am I right? Yeah. Praise God. We are having heartbeats after the relationship um, training and counseling program we're having. I love the way the coach always says it. All the people that, are, that talk like this, they are, they are online. They are, they are online somewhere. They are not here. Ask your neighbor, you don't pray like this, Abby. You don't pray like that. Watch the tax collector who is our focus this morning. And this is the model. You know, the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will do what? It will lift you up in due season. The tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, or I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be what? Humbled, and he who humbles himself will be what? Exalted. Praise God. So two men came to pray, or two men came to church, and there was one that had a posture as if 
God, I do all these things, presenting all that he does. And, I mean, that was a, good, pretty, a pretty good CV this man had there. But there was somebody else that it wasn't, in fact, he felt guilty. He felt like a sinner. Now, the example is not that you should be calling yourself a sinner every day before God. That's really not the point. The point is that he humbled himself. Hallelujah. That's the summary. Look at that verse 14 again. Everyone that exalts himself, somebody is going to get intervention. But everyone that exalts himself, they will not get the intervention. But he that humbles himself, he will be exalted. He's the person God is going to intervene on their behalf. Hallelujah. And that was the posture that tax collector took. Now, I wanted to use this example of this tax collector for two things. Number one, to stress again the place of humility, bowing down before God, making everything about God's mercy, about God's favor, about God's help, what God does for us, not what we do for God. You don't make it about what you do for God. Ah, I'm the pastor of the church. That's not the reason. You're going to get intervention. Hey, I walk in the choir. That's not the reason. You're going to get intervention. I fast twice a week. That's not the reason. All those things are good. Hello? And of course, we encourage you to do that. Ah, I've been in the church for the last 10 years. That's not the reason you're going to get intervention. I pay my tithes. That's not the reason you're going to get intervention. It's when you do something that this guy did. Lord, it's all about your mercy. Hallelujah. Lord, it's all about your grace. It's what God does for us that makes the difference, not what we do for God. Can somebody shout a loud amen? amen. It's not, and for those of us that have been in church for a long time, we need to keep reminding ourselves about this. It's not what God, it's not what we do for God that matters. It's what God does for us. Hallelujah. And that's what that tax collector did. Perhaps because he had nothing to present. He was a sinner. He just knew he needed redemption. Maybe it's because he did not fast. Or he did not give his tithes. But he got it right. Hallelujah. And I want to say this this morning. I'm specifically for those of you, you know, you come to church. Please hear me and hear me very well because God put this heavily on my heart. You see other people share testimonies. You see other people talk about what God has done for them. You look at other people's lives and see what, is, what God is doing. I want you to know God has you in mind as well. Hallelujah. Focus on him. That guy humbled himself. In fact, the Bible said he could not even look up. God, show me your mercy. Hallelujah. God, show me your favor. God, show me, show me. It's about you. I have nothing to present. So even though we talk about praising God, we talk about prayer and all those things we need to do, we don't present that before God. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me this morning? As the basis for which we want God to step in. After we have prayed, after we have praised, after we have done all the keys and all the things we teach, we still come down to this place where we humble ourselves before God. Hallelujah. And we make it about him. Somebody say, God, it's all about you. And everything turns around for us. Glory, glory be to God. 
Jump to verse 27 as we close this morning. Luke 18. And then Jesus said to them, The things that are impossible with men, they are what? Possible with God. When we humble ourselves before him, and when we follow the things he tells us to do, he gives us a prophecy, we follow it, he gives us an instruction, we follow it. We don't come to God and make, ah, God, I've prayed like you told me to pray. I've confessed like you told me to confess. I've given like you told me to give. No. Hello, somebody. We do those things because we're obedient children. Hallelujah. But we don't predicate any, everything on our obedience. We still look at him and trust him for his mercy. Hallelujah. And listen, when we do all that, this is what we are stepping in for. The things that are impossible with men, they are possible with God. Like the choir sang this morning, what he cannot fix, what he cannot do, what he cannot change, it doesn't exist. And I want to encourage somebody, this season of intervention, God will do the miraculous in your life. As you just humble yourself before him. Hello, somebody. What do I mean by humble myself? You make it about his mercy. You make it about him. Hallelujah. And you trust him for that very thing you are believing for. Glory be to God. Rise up on your feet this morning. Lift those hands to heaven one more time. We're going to pray. Just for a few minutes because I want to close. We have heartbeats starting soon. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Glory be to God. And we are going to pray with the right heart. We are going to pray with the heart of that tax collector. Lord, I'm trusting you for your mercy. I'm trusting you for your help. Somebody declare that with me. Say, Father, I'm trusting you for your mercy. I'm trusting you for your help. And I believe the things that are impossible with men is possible with you. The healing that is impossible. Somebody declare the healing that is impossible with doctors. It's possible with you. The provision that is impossible with men. It's possible with you. The miracle that is impossible with men. It's possible with you. I surrender to you as I pray and as I praise you again this morning. I want you to just open your mouth for the few minutes we have left and just begin to pray to God. Oh, yakala bregedo satire. Look to him. Just look to him. Look to him. He's a good father. He's full of mercy. He's full of compassion. He wants to help you. It's not about what we do. It's about what he does. It's not about who we are. It's about who he is. And Father, we thank you this week as you intervene in our lives, as you step in the things that are impossible, the finances that we have not seen before, that naturally we could not handle. Oh, you make it possible for us to experience. Somebody, somebody pray, pray, pray this morning. May not always to pray and not to faint. 
when you are trusting God to avenge you speedily. You come with this on this platform of prayer. But you don't boast about your prayer. You boast about his mercy. You boast about his love. You boast about his compassion. You humble yourself before him. Thank you, Lord. And that's what prayer is as well. Humbling ourselves before him. So that the things that are impossible with men. He does it in our lives. One more minute. One more minute. One more minute. The things that are impossible with men. That's our portion this week. That's our portion this season. The things that are impossible with men. As we trust God for intervention. In the name of Jesus. Everybody lift up your hands this morning. Come on, lift it up to God. Father, we give you praise. I pray for your children again this morning. And Lord, as you have told me, encounters that will mark lives forever. Let it be their portion this week in the name of Jesus. Let somebody under the sound of my voice this morning receive a miracle that is impossible with men. Lord, you've taught us to pray. You've taught us to praise. You've showed us the place of fasting. You've showed us the place of confession. You've told us, you've showed us the place of speaking mysteries and declaring truths. Lord, all these things, as we obey them, we focus on your mercy. We focus on your favor. We focus on your help. We know that if not for you, we will not be able to overcome the challenges that are before us. And so our confidence is in you, we declare. We humble ourselves before you. And we thank you for your mighty hand, making a way out of no way for one and for all in the name of Jesus. I decree open doors for you again this week. I speak to someone, there's a huge bill you need to pay. I declare supernaturally God fixes that situation for you in the name of Jesus. Supernaturally God fixes that situation for you in the name of Jesus. I proclaim the word of the Lord over you as we read this morning. You will not need to fight in the battles before you. You will not need to lift a hand in the battles before you. You will not need to lift a finger in the battles before you. God will intervene on your behalf. You will see the salvation of the Lord. I prophesy on common breakthrough for you again in the name of Jesus. There's somebody with a health condition in your body. I don't know what it is exactly, but I see the healing balm of God resting upon you right now. And I see that balm cleansing your body of every sickness, of every disease, of that ailing condition in the name of Jesus. You are made whole this very hour in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your intervention. That's all we are trusting in. What men cannot do that God does for us. And I decree that is the portion of everyone gathered here today. Both physically and virtually. You will see the peace of God. All round rest. On every side. In the name of Jesus. 
and I declare over you again the thing that has troubled you up until this very morning the things that has taken away your peace and your rest up until this very morning by the intervention of almighty God it becomes resolved in your favor in the name of Jesus and as that resolution of God comes as God intervenes you will not be left on the same level that the problem met you but God will have lifted you up and you will have so much prosperity to show for it in the name of Jesus I call you blessed. I call you favored. I see you lifted. This season, you will have a testimony of intervention. In the name of Jesus. Somebody open your mouth and just begin to bless God. Begin to bless him. We have just one minute or two left. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him, bless him. Somebody bless him for your encounter this morning. Bless him for your open door this morning. Bless him for your healing this morning. Bless him for your turnaround this morning. Bless him for victory over every obstacle and every challenge. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. If you believe God is stepping in or God has stepped in, open your mouth and just give him thanks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What is impossible with men is possible with you in our lives. What is impossible? That's why we humble ourselves before you and we trust for your intervention what is impossible with men oh we give you praise we give you praise in the name of Jesus I hear the spirit of the Lord say it is done it is done it is done somebody give him a loud shout of praise it is done it is done. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.